You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Okay, Al, hit it. Hey, welcome. It's Dave's Corner Garage, and it's obviously Saturday morning for another hour of time with fun and enjoyment with the guys. Actually, it is a good time. We have a great time. Darren Boss is going to join us today from Salem Tire, and Darren's got a list of questions that readers have sent to him. So Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about that. Ben Marecki from Car Pages, and we're going to talk about hands-off. Buying cars hands-off. In other words, you never even visit the dealership. You buy everything online, digitally, and uh, apparently that's the new, uh, the new way of buying cars. You know? Do you get a real car or just a virtual car? I don't know, but it's it's actually <laughs> wide open to uh, fraud and all kinds of other problems, you know? Oh, so we I thought talk it was about that. Sure. Uh, Miranda Payette is going to join us. She's an auto consultant, and we're going to talk about, again, how the dealers are handling the pandemic. And she deals with dealerships on the digital level. In other words, buying and selling cars on the Internet and then putting those deals together. So she's really versed, well-versed in Internet and those uh, those deals that are going through the Internet. Uh, right now, apparently, something like 65 or 70% of the car business is on the Internet. So, really? Um, it's changing as we speak, so a lot of things are changing. And mm-hmm. at the end of the show, we're going to talk to Jeff Whitlock from Custodia. Uh, this is a company that helps seniors get through their days. And there you go. That's a show. Al, take us out. <laughs> All right. Uh, unfortunately, you can't call in, but you can write in anytime you want. We are happy to answer any and all of your email questions. But uh, we're going to get this car started right after this break. This is Dave's Quarter Garage. We'll be right back. Welcome back. It's Dave's Corner Garage. My name's Dave Rediger. I'm with Alan Gellin. And Darren Boston, who was supposed to join us this morning, but unfortunately uh, he couldn't. He had a uh, problem in his office, so he had to go to work. Imagine that. He had to go to work. Anyway, no way. Um, he did send along um, a bunch of questions that readers have actually, or listeners have actually sent to him about tires, and he wanted us to, to sort of go through that for as much time as we had. So here we go. How can I tell if it's time for me to replace my tires? That's a great question. Well, the first thing you can do, obviously, is look at the actual tread depth. You want to, uh, what they use a penny, or I guess in Canada we use the yeah. uh, our penny, which has the queen's crown on it. But you look to see how deep the penny actually goes into the tread. And I think if it touches the crown, then the, the tire is worn out. But uh, that's how you have to look at it. And normally, the other way you can look at it as well is there are molded-in tread depth indicators. Um, if your tire is down to that, it's it's toast, okay? You will see a line that goes across the tire right from one tread to the next, to the next, to the next. And and I really, if, if it's down there, those tires are illegal. So they're long ball, right? Yes, of course. So what about if the tire's cracked or his head's got uh, some damage on it? Well, sure. That's another couple things that we have to look at. Um, especially now, uh, you know, cars have been parked. Now, we normally used to see this in trailer tires a lot, where if a tire is sitting and not moving for a long period of time and it's exposed to the sun, um, the tire doesn't bloom. You know what tire blooming is, Dave? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The tire blooming is when the chemicals, the waxes inside the rubber, keep mixing together to keep it moist and supple, just like your complexion. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
if if that doesn't happen, the rubber will dry out again, just like your complexion, and it gets all cracked. And uh, if you can actually look into the cracks and see the cord inside the tire, then the tires are, are garbage. It's time so to in other words, ones. if you're actually parking your car for a long time, it's good either throw a cover on it or mm-hmm. at least cover the tires, right? Exactly. That's what they do. And I think in motorhomes, they do that. Motorhome parks, where that once the vehicle is parked, they'll actually have some plastic covers that go on the tires to protect them from the sun. Uh, they don't make sunscreen for tires, I guess. You know, and it's amazing how people take tires for granted. I mean, mm-hmm. when you go down the, the 400 series highways, and it's the first part of the season, how many guys you see with the side of the road with their boat trailers or their, or their RVs, and they got flat tires because the guys never even bother checking the air? Well, exactly. And that, that's the other thing that you got to check before you go for a trip is the, the amount of tire pressure, the air pressure in that tire, because the tire only works when it's inflated. It doesn't work when it's not inflated. Um, the things that can happen when you're underinflated, of course, is that the tire will start to overheat um, and then the rubber can break down or eventually it'll come right off the bead. Um, you know, in the olden, olden days, car tires had tubes inside, but we don't use tubes anymore. We no. depend on the air inside to push the sidewall out so that it's touching the wheel rim. And if it's not touching the rim, all of a sudden you get a big loss of air and bingo, you've got a tire that's coming apart. Now, remember when you used to have bias supply tires and then radial tires? I think they're all radials now, right? Pretty much. I think everything is radial. I don't, don't know otherwise. Yeah, because well, the other question was, how is the tire made? And I still remember when we had bias ply tires, and mm-hmm. we had radial tires, and each well, one had cons- own characteristics. Well, I think the construction process is pretty much the same. I mean, they have a, a mold, correct? And mm. and inside the mold, they, they put uh, they put the, the beading, the, the, I should say, the, the, the innards of the tire. Um, we used to use just rayon cord or nylon cord, and now we've got steel inside. And then the rubber is added to that, and it melts around that. And uh, and in fact, it's it's the steel inside the tire that that give it its strength. Correct? Um, like that's the skeleton inside the actual yeah. tire. And in yeah. fact, when people, you ever see a tire come in, Dave, where where all of a sudden it's it's sort of egg shaped, or you see that the yeah. the, the tread is twisted. Yeah. Now, that's that you're looking at the outside of the tire, but but that's not where the issue is. The issue is really the inside of the tire. And normally that happens when someone hits a bad pothole or hits a curb badly. The the skeleton inside, so the steel or or the rayon or nylon, it actually ruptures. And there's nothing there now to hold the rubber in its right position. And that's why you get that big bulge. And if you, you know do happen to see that bulge, it you gotta replace that tire. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, what's really interesting, Darren sent me a um, a video of mm-hmm. the sailing factory, and there's no people in it. The whole thing is all automated. The rubber goes in one end, and the tires pop out the other, and there's a couple of guys moving some stuff around. But it's all automated. This is this is a factory that's completely automated with no personnel running it. Just oh. absolutely, the technology is so advanced. So is there nobody at the end of the line just to make sure that... Yeah, just picking off the tires, and then there must be somebody that checks for quality. But well, exactly. the actual yeah, process some... itself is all automated. Oh, so that's good or bad? Good. <laughs> okay. I think it's good. Anyways. Uh, One of the other questions that we got, Dave, was... Yep. Um, why are some why is, tires why is more there... expensive than others? There you go. Because <laughs> I can ask more. <laughs> you can ask more. Well, I guess... You know, some people use to shop at Honest Ed's and other people shop at Harry Rosen. What's the difference? I don't know. 
You're the expert. <laughs> I think uh, because Honest Ed's had uh, turkeys and, and good poutine. That was it. <laughs> well, they used to give the turkeys away. They're not giving tires away, that's for sure. Well, it, I'm, um, I'm sure it's because it's, it's cost of the raw material is better material in the tire, right? Even though they all have to meet minimum standards from the government. But pants are pants are pants, you know? He's got two legs. I, I put them in the pants, I do up the zipper, and hopefully it stays up. Um, he had a note here that said changes in manufacturing processes, new materials, rubber chemistry, and even the rubber mixing technology are all closely guarded secrets, and they impact the tire's performance. What we can be you know, uh, comfortable with is the fact that every tire that's sold in North America has to pass through Department of Transportation yep. you know, safety inspection, some kind of certification. So that's where they'll... They will inspect the tire, send it to a lab, of course, make sure that the it's constructed properly, um, make sure that the rubber is 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 right compound, and and then they will actually rate the tire in terms of speed, in terms of the tread depth, uh, in terms of the tread life. Um, so all those things are legitimate. It's not like it's just sort of Bob's tire, um, mm -hmm. you know. And um, so th that's one of the things. Anyways, what else? Okay. One last question was, how do tires affect fuel economy? And they actually do, and people don't realize that. Well, tires have what they call a rolling resistance, okay? Yeah. And, 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 and tires, like a lot of things in life, is always a trade-off, okay? So in other words, you can have tires that have very little rolling resistance, and they will give you great fuel mileage. But the downside is you're not going to have a lot of traction with those tires. Mm -hmm. So... Um, this is why you don't want to go to a, a super large tire when the manufacturer didn't call for it, because all you're adding is that rolling resistance, which will decrease your fuel, you know, your fuel and, mileage. You know, with, with the advent of all these electric cars, there mm -hmm. are special tires for electric vehicles. As a matter of fact, I've seen them where they're, they're called green tires. They're, they're actually black, but in fact, there's usually a little green emblem on them that tells you that these were designed specifically for electric cars to give you better fuel mileage. Expand, more expensive than a regular tire? Yes, definitely. Um, they, they are. And, and in terms of what the real saving is, I don't know. It, it, it may be just the Harry Rosen and the uh, Honest yeah. Ed thing, you know? You know, I can't figure out. Electric cars cost way more than regular cars. There's lots of range anxiety. The, the replacement parts are outrageous. I was talking to a Tesla owner yesterday, and he was telling me a replacement battery for his car is $40,000. Yeah, but how many people have had to change them? None. Apparently, they <laughs> last. Well, the, the, according to what their their history is so far, they lose less than ten percent of their ability to hold the charge over a long period of time, and they have some cars with over five hundred thousand kilometers on them. What's the website for Salem, Dave? SalemTire.ca. As far as the music goes, .ca. That's All right, this is Dave Storm in the Garage. We'll be back with more excitement after this break. All right, welcome back. This is Dave's Corner Garage, and uh, we've asked you guys to send in emails, and we've got a whole bunch of them. And Dave, if you can open up the mailbag, let's see if they can stump the stuff. Okay, stumps. Dave, I recently read an internet on the internet that adding acetone to the gasoline of my gas tank will improve fuel economy. Have you ever heard of this, and is it true? What will happen is it'll take your nail polish off. Yeah. You got to be careful. No, I wouldn't bother doing that. I'd be concerned that you're going to damage other components in the fuel system. You could yeah. damage the injectors. You could damage the lines, uh, any kind of regulating device. Um, I don't know that I'd be trying that. Besides acetone, I don't think is very cheap anyways, is it? 
No, I don't think so either. I think maybe it was a cleaner, but I don't think anything else. Any, I don't know. My my wife sends me to shoppers and asks me to pick her up the uh, you know, nail polish remover. It's, it smells the same, but it's not cheap. Tell me about uh, E85. Like some of these cars are E85, some are E. E fifty. These these vehicles are designed to to run this sort of caustic fuel, right? The uh, what's it? What's E eighty five? I forgot. The alcohol that actually means, eats the fuel lines. Yes, they have found that. That's why you know you specifically have to know what your car can take. I mean, we don't have E eighty five fuel in Canada. No, um, yes, I know we a do. Lot of, we do. Some stations do. Yep, yep. The only station that that sells pure. Pure gasoline is Shell 100. That's uh -huh. pure gas. So if you've got a lawnmower, an older lawnmower, and you're throwing in regular gas, it does have alcohol in it, and it will eat the rubber hoses. Yeah, but generally speaking, Dave, that the, uh, the amount of alcohol is only 10 or 15 percent. Yes, okay. that's why it's 85. Yeah, 85. <laughs> no, no, 85 is the opposite. 85 means that you're 85 percent alcohol. Alcohol. Wow. So Brazil is, is, is E100. Yeah, because they have lots of um, oh sugarcane, and that's how they make their alcohol yeah, from the sugarcane. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So and they make good rum too, apparently. I was thinking that my my wife taught me about uh, caramel flavored vodka. Oh, never it's hard heard to that. like it. It's really good, but it's hard to get. Well, soon you'll be eighty-five, <laughs> and then you can get some. <laughs> right. Welcome to Dave's Corner Garage, everybody. <laughs> Give us a call. We can. Okay, time for another question, Dave. I read your column time. on a regular basis. You didn't know that I write for a car magazine, but anyways, I never thought I would actually ask for your help. I have a 2005 <laughs> Dodge, and the signal system is driving me crazy. I replaced the bulb on the passenger side front bumper, and now the signal light flashes twice the speed of the driver's side. I checked the bulb, but it seems fine. Can you help me? Uh, yes, the problem is there's too much resistance in the circuit. Okay, mm. um, they prob if they're using the right bulb, which is also a possibility. I think that's that, the problem. Yeah, that they use the wrong one because yeah, there are some that look the same, but you really have to look at the number on the side of it. And if you can't make it out, then what you should do is look in the owner's manual. It'll tell you. Um, but that's one of the issues. Of course, the other issues, like I mentioned, you've got a bad ground. So you may want to look inside that socket and see if you have that green corrosion stuff, in which case, um, hopefully you can just clean it out, get a little bit of emery paper or some uh, steel wool. You can clean out the hole. You can uh, use some carburetor cleaner or alcohol to clean out that crud and then plug it in again and see what happens. Hopefully, you'll be lucky. If not, you may have to buy a whole new lens, a whole new light You know, uh, one of the trends socket. right now is people are starting to put those diodes in instead of lights. Yes, and that creates new problems. Yeah. Yes, I was talking to a transmission guy, and he said that they had a car that wasn't shifting properly. And in the end, it was Junior had put in LED bulbs in the backup lights rather than the normal ones that it came with. <laughs> and the computer got got confused. It, 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 it was looking at a certain amperage draw. That amperage draw wasn't there. I, I guess he didn't know it was in reverse or whatever, and it really messed things up. And I've also heard that these bulbs can also mess up uh, ABS brakes and traction control as yes, well. exactly. So, exactly. you know... You know, it's like in the old days when you used to call computer support and they'd say, okay, did you do anything to your machine in the last you know, week before this problem happened? And you go, well, no, not really. Um, but yeah, you got to be truthful. You got to look back and say, was it working before I did this? Because if that was the case, then perhaps you put the wrong parts in. 
Okay. And you know, the other part of it is, is that, um, that some of that stuff may not even be legal. They put them into the headlights. They color them blue or green or they're too strong. You have to be really cautious what you, what you replace in a, in a car. Well, a lot of times, you know, people are just into the aesthetics. They just want it to look sexy and they don't yeah. think about, you know, it's like you mentioned, I saw somebody driving to work uh, you know, yesterday, as a matter of fact, and this was during the day and his headlights were so bright, I could hardly see. And I thought, wow, can you imagine how bright those are at night? Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Off the back of your car. Okay. okay. This one is a Volkswagen question. Uh, it's rather long, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just sort of read the highlights, but it says, I have a Volkswagen Jetta. About three weeks ago, in the pouring rain, it started to it started to, to sputter, and the engine light was flashing. All right, um, there's no oxygen sensor faulty. However, the light didn't flash when the area got dry. I mm-hmm. immediately shut the car off, contacted my trustworthy mechanic when it was time to take it in. The weather was fine, and the car ran perfectly. Exactly. Can you help me? Sure, get your garden hose and spray underneath the engine, yeah. and you'll probably see the same thing is going to happen again. So that's half the key, right, Dave? When you're trying to fix a car, you yeah. want it to do what the customer was saying. At least that way, you have a good way of finding it. Um, her engine light was flashing because the engine was misfiring, which she probably knows because when they were trying to accelerate, the car was shaking and not running smoothly. So that was yeah. that. You may have bad wires if it's an old style, or you may have a bad ignition coil if it's a newer style. That's it. Yeah, I, I think ignition coil might be the answer. Why and, is okay, the light flashing? And, what does a flashing light mean? It's, it's doing that to get your attention because you will do damage to other components if you keep driving it the same way. Okay. So, so it's a solid light is a solid code, and a flashing light is a code that's happening at, as we speak? Exactly, and it's at sort of the next level up. You want to make sure that you take care of it. Okay, but I think we got speaking of take care of things. Oh, okay, go ahead. Last question. I have this is this one. I have a '97 Buick Park Avenue, which is absolutely in mint condition. Of course. The only problem is that the ABS is not working. Can I certify this car without this feature being repaired? No, you cannot. So he's, they've he's changed, fornicated. They've they've, they've, <laughs> they've changed uh, the rules. And in the old days, you could, uh, but now, no, every, every system that's on the car has to be working as it was intended, so they will not be able to get that car certified. So it's a 97 Buick Park Avenue. That's almost a historic car. Uh, yeah, hysterically. Seriously, really. Okay, come on. <laughs> 97 Buick. Wrap it up, boys. Well, there you go. I'm not going to say Alan take us out because you know what you have to do. Exactly. And if you've got any more questions, by all means, uh, get them to us as quick as you can or we'll read them on air. And uh, that's it. This is Dave's Corner Garage. After the break, we're going to be talking to Ben Marecki. He's from carpages.ca. And we're going to find out, you know, how buying a car in this type of COVID situation is affecting you. We'll be right back. Crown is more than rust protection. Crown is about your safety. So while the news is good that all Crown locations have reopened, it won't be business as usual, but rather by appointment. If it's time for your annual Crown application, call and book your appointment. And if you have a valid Crown warranty, rest assured that your warranty will be extended because Crown is also about reputation. Visit crownwithak.com for details. Crown. Protect. Maintain. Save. And let's keep everyone safe. S stands for smooth. Like the competition, Salem tires are optimized to ensure a quiet and smooth ride, but cost up to 50% less. 
So we figure M should stand for money. A for all season. R for reliability. And T for maximum tread life. Making Salem all season tires the smart buy. Drive smart on Salem all season tires and take Salem with you through every turn. Find a dealer near you at salemtires.ca. As our country gets rolling again, Young Steel's Ford picks up where it left off with the best Ford deals in all of Canada. Ford's built for the road ahead, the road that leads to you. Young Steel's Ford is now open for pickup and delivery to your driveway. Check out the amazing door crasher deals online, along with historically low financing offers, many at 0% for up to 84 months. The best Ford deals are, and always will be, at Young Steel's. Book by appointment at youngsteelsfordlincoln.com. Canadians have a sense of belonging. We look out for one another. It's a lot like CAA membership. The benefits of CAA go beyond 24-7 roadside assistance, which includes mobile battery service, towing, gas delivery, and lockout service. CAA members can save every day on takeout, grocery delivery, home entertainment, and more. CAA is about making the most of every day. And to that, we say, sign me up. Become a member at joincaatoday.com. You're listening to Dave's Corner Garage, presented for your enjoyment by Salem Tire, with you through every turn. Go to salentires.ca to find the Salem Tire that fits your car and your budget. Welcome back. This is Dave's Corner Garage with us in the studio. Well, not really in the studio, and I guess you can tell by that. Uh, you, you hear my tire machine going in the background? We're adding real effects. So this is a real shop, and Dave snoring because that's his real effect because he's in bed. But anyway, we got Ben Marecki on the phone with us. Ben's from carpages.ca. Ben, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. And um, needless to say, you know, this is why we're remote because of COVID-19. How has this changed the way that people want to buy cars? Yeah, so I think in general, there's a huge interest in buying cars right now. Um, we saw in April, there was a big dip in interest. So when I say interest, we look at website traffic, people coming to carpages.ca to look for cars. Um, so April was a big dip for us, but in May, things started to go back up. And now that we're into July, we're actually seeing the strongest numbers on our website that we've ever seen. And why? What can you attribute this to? <clears throat> Well, I think there's um, a few things. One is that there's, you know, there's a bit of pent up demand. There's people that were planning on buying a car maybe back in right. March mm-hmm. um, that put it on hold for maybe a few months and are now coming back to that. But I also think there's um, another group of people that maybe took public transit or um, Uber or something like that that now don't feel safe doing those things. So they're looking for a safer way to transport themselves. Uh, there was a University of Toronto study that was done recently. And they interviewed people and found that a quarter of people said they, they won't return to public transit until there's some kind of cure or vaccine for COVID. Wow, but there's a huge difference between buying bus tickets and buying a car. <laughs> it's true. There is a big cost difference. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah. So, do you, But now do you find this traffic, for example, for the people that want to you know, replace public transit with their own vehicle, are they buying you know, cheap used cars or are they buying new cars? On our site, most of the cars are used. So I think mm-hmm. we have about 80% used versus 20% new. Mm-hmm. Um, and most, so most of the traffic is for used cars. And I think, you know, with, um, with the abundance of used cars for sale right now, I mean, there's a lot of dealers that have been uh, not selling a lot over the past couple of months. So right. there's inventory that's sitting there that needs to be sold. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I think in a lot of cases, there's dealers that are more willing to negotiate on price mm-hmm. maybe than there was before. But, um, you know, there's a whole range of used cars. You can pay anywhere from a couple thousand bucks all the way up to twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 for a used car. All right. But of course, people have to be careful when they're buying these kind of cars. Now, you know, you, yes. you can't really tell condition all that much by just a picture, right? Um, right. At what point do they do the inspection of the vehicle? So there's a lot of dealers who are now offering at-home test drives and vehicle inspections. So what that means is that when you find a car on CarPages or on the dealer's website mm-hmm. um, and you're interested in that car, the dealer will actually deliver it to your home and give you time to inspect it and give you t- a chance to test drive the car. Um, and if you don't like it, then that's, you know, they'll take it back and that's the end of it. But um, there's and that's more before they've got your credit card or a deposit, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. So, well, yeah. Yeah. Usually there's there's a radius that they'll deliver within. Like, obviously, somebody in Toronto is not going to deliver out to Windsor. But right. um, if, if you're in the local market, there's a lot of dealers. We have um, over 750 dealers on CarPages mm-hmm. who are offering out home test drives right now. And in terms of the negotiation, can, can they actually... Let's say, so here, they, they, a salesman brought the car, I drove it, I liked it, um, he's taken it back to his office. Can I now commit or, or finish off this deal all online, or do I have to do something else in person again? Yes, you can do all online, or you can do part of it online. So mm-hmm. you, when people talk about you know buying cars online, I mean, there's this idea that it's like buying a Tesla, where you buy it literally all online, and it shows up at your door. Right. Um, that is happening with some dealers and with some consumers, but not everybody on both the dealer side and the consumer side are completely comfortable with that scenario. So there's, it's not an all or nothing scenario. There's um, pieces of it that can be done from home and remotely and pieces that can be done still at the dealership. So uh, you asked about paperwork and finishing the deal. Um, There are some dealers that are offering fully online paperwork. So, you know, in terms of uh, completing the transaction online digitally, um, but again, it's up to the consumer, you know, whether or not there's a level of com- comfort and confidence in doing it that way. So if there's not, then, you know, maybe you do an at-home test drive. You think about, you know, whether it's a vehicle you want to purchase or not. And if you do, maybe you take a trip down to the dealership to sign the paperwork and take delivery. Right. And then, and, but on the other side of the coin, people who are either too lazy or totally trustworthy, uh, let's say they've done everything online, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, ultimately someone delivers a car to their door. What happens, you know, within a week or so of them receiving the car, they realize that somebody's made a mistake or maybe something's been misrepresented. What kind of guarantee do they have then? So it's important as a car buyer. Mm-hmm. To make sure you know who you're buying from. And in Ontario, for example, OMBIC is, you know, the regulatory body that governs all car dealerships in Ontario. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, every dealer that advertises with us is an OMBIC licensed dealer. But it's important to know that because with OMBIC, if the dealer is OMBIC licensed, they are required to abide by, you know, certain regulations, including um, full transparency and disclosure on the vehicle. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so if there's you know something that goes wrong with the transaction and it's not what you expected, there is some recourse there um, okay. by, by contacting OMBIC. But uh, even before that, contacting the dealer, and like in most cases, they will be able to work it out. Right. These are reputable dealers, and they've got a reputation they want to maintain, and, and they're good guys, yeah. so that should be your first call. Dave, did you have exactly. anything you want to add? Yeah. But part of this stuff is it's, it's also ripe for fraud. 
Uh, I've heard of cases where people have had stolen identity, walk into a dealership, hand him the driver's license. They'd loan him the demo for a road test, but he doesn't come back. Mm-hmm. You know, there's been cases like that. Or they've purchased vehicles in other people's names without these people even knowing because of identity theft. So most manufacturers now are saying, yes, you can buy it online, but you've got to actually wet signature the contracts by coming into the dealership and signing at the dealership. And I think Omvic wants that, too. I think that's one of their policies. Well, I guess yeah. maybe it maybe it was made too easy and, and, and the bad guys have figured out a way to you know, get around the rules. Yeah, there's always that. that. Well, I, you know, I think things are changing very rapidly. So, you know, what the rules are now could be different than they are in September. But um, I think OMVIC and the OEMs and, you know, everybody's trying to figure this out together. Um, so I, I think we're in a good place and we're going in the right direction. Ben, I want to thank you for joining us today. What, how do people find CarPages? Where are you located? Well, our website is the best way, so carpages.ca. And to learn more about our online car buying program, Buy From Home, you can just click on the banner on our homepage. Ben, just there before you go. you go, how many cars do you have on your site? We have just over 120,000. Whoa, wow. Alan, if you can't find a car out of that, boy, you're in trouble. Can you imagine <laughs> the size of that car lot? Holy mackerel. It's like the size of the city of Toronto. So you have over 100,000 cars for sale on the on this site? Yes. Man, that's a fantastic number. Congratulations. You know what, Dave? You wouldn't want to be the lot boy because if they send you out and tell you to go yeah. find the car, <laughs> it, would take, it would take you a week. <laughs> it's the one with the flower on the antenna. You can't miss it. <laughs> Ben, thanks for joining us. Take care of yourself and have a great weekend. Thanks, guys. You too. All right. That was great. And uh, after the break, we're going to be talking to Miranda Payette from Automotive Consulting. And, um, you know, she's going to talk about how dealerships get the biggest bang for their buck in this new online experience. We'll be right back. Welcome back. It's Dave's Corner Garage. And with us is Miranda Payette, and she's an automotive consultant specializing in the digital world of a dealership, which is a whole new world that uh, there's a whole new market to things that you're developing. Good morning, Miranda. How are you? I'm great. How are you, Dave? Thanks for having me. Great. Well, you know my philosophy, eh? If I woke up, I'm good. That's right. Don't bother me. That's that's true. (laughs) Tell us how the the landscape has changed with as far as digital is concerned. I mean, that's a pretty big subject, that's all. Yeah, I mean, I started out in the traditional world, so it's been interesting to see the transition over the years. And I think, you know, um, over the last three or four months specifically, it's allowed dealers to really take a step back and look at their advertising and analyze what they're doing and what they need to do to change. So it's been actually a really interesting time. When they do, um, like a dealership has a website, uh, is there a point in time when they're just giving him too much information and, and the guy is getting too educated and just moves on to the next one? There's still a level of, you still have to come in and talk to me, isn't there? Right. I mean, but consumers are so educated this day. You know, the the average, the latest statistics are consumers are spending 17 hours researching online wow. before they go into a dealership and visiting 1.8 stores. And what that means is, um, you know, they're, they're, be, they're, understanding what they want, what options, what trim lines, and they're going into the dealership because they still need to 
touch, feel, and smell the car and going on a test drive. And over the last little while, specifically with COVID, dealers have made it really easy for consumers to experience, you know, being safe and in a situation where, um, you know, everybody goes on a test drive and is safe and the experience in the dealership is pretty great. Now, Miranda, are those the type of things that you have to try to emphasize? I mean, you know, in the past, it was always price, price, price. But there are other things that people can appreciate, correct? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, we know with with digital video and we're seeing some really innovative things right now, not only from dealerships, but from the sales consultants that sell those product. And it's amazing because... Um, you're seeing, you know, salespeople brand themselves to be experts for their specific brand, but also under that dealership umbrella. So it's been pretty amazing because they're giving consumers the information, the experience, the virtual test drives, and really it comes down to inventory for the consumer. And of course, price is a huge factor. Mm. And like you say, like in the old days, all you could do is give somebody a brochure and then they just look through that and pick a color. But they don't even give you brochures anymore. Well, right, exactly. But you can go to YouTube now and look at amazing, you know, test drives and, 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 you know, like you say, Dave, who, nobody ever wanted to sit through and read an owner's manual. Well, now Mm -hmm. digitally you can watch this and it'll show you how your car works and it shows you the features. And if you happen to fall asleep, you can hit reset and watch it again. Miranda, how many sites do they actually visit? Well, you know, it's interesting because I always get calls saying, what kind of car should I buy? And I always say to people, you know, you have to kind of break it down for what you're looking for from not only an option perspective, but that's why it's so important to go into the dealership and test drive to see if you fit in the car, to see if it feels right. I mean, I think people are spending that 17 hours researching and going on the OEM and manufacturer sites, but also the dealership sites. And on top of that, they're also experiencing social media. And another huge factor is 93% of people read reviews before they even visit a dealership mm-hmm. to see what the experience is like. Mm-hmm. Road tests. Um, I like, there's a lot of guys that just go out and borrow a car and do a video on it. And, and it's, it's their opinion of, of how the car is. And that affects a lot of people's buying habits. Yeah, for sure. I mean, what some sales consultants are doing is pretty great that they're actually, um, once a lead comes in from a consumer, they'll actually take you on a virtual walk around of the vehicle before you come into the dealership to see if it's something that, you know, you want to experience further. But I think that's the great thing about, especially what's happening with COVID is it's allowing a traditional business to be disrupted and change for the better, which is a great thing, in my opinion. Messaging on what consumers are looking for in the process of buying a car and how dealers are adapting. Can you explain that? Well, I mean, I think the the great thing through all of this is um, manufacturers are putting amazing incentives in front of consumers. Yes. Um, that I mean, we've never seen a cent- incentive so aggressive, and I think that helps everybody. But I also think, you know, I, I think what we're seeing is interesting because consumers aren't taking public transit right now and they're rethinking their mode of transportation and that means buying a vehicle. So there's a lot of either people that have given up a car or purchasing their first car right now, which is is great for the car industry. 
here's another question for you. You still have to drive them to the website. So there still has to be like traditional forms of advertising. Yeah, I mean, dealers through, you know, they've become very nimble. And I think the reality with digital is that, you know, every dealer is looking for that full attribution of, you know, where their leads are coming from and how they're spending their money. And things have changed for sure. And there's still those dealers that do spend traditionally. But majority of the focus is on digital now because we know that, you know, 98% of consumers go online before they even step foot in a dealership. And that is your specialty, correct? It is. It is. All right. And if people want to get in touch with you, I'm a dealer and I want to get the biggest bang for my buck. How do I find you? MirandaPyette.com. And then we're on LinkedIn and Instagram and Facebook with Miranda Payette. And we're so active on there. We're passionate about the industry. We love helping dealers and we're big supporters of exposing more women to the industry. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Enjoy the great weather and stay cool. Thank you. You too. Have a great weekend. We'll be right back. Welcome back. We've got Jeff Whitlock on the phone with us. He's from Custodia. And, you know, they've got a great slogan. And, you know, look what's been happening to seniors' residences recently. And, you know, their slogan is, we help seniors live longer and safer lives in their own homes. That's a great thing. I mean, you know, we've we've seen terrible losses in these, you know, uh, nursing homes and whatnot. You give people the opportunity to stay in their own homes and, and, and they do it safer and you take care of all the small stuff they don't have to worry about. That's exactly right. How'd you get this idea? My mother had a house, and as she got older, um, just slowly but surely, couldn't do as much as she used to do around the house. Mm-hmm. So we had to start pitching in more. We all moved away, of course, uh, like most of us, move away to go to university, get a, a home in a different city, marry somebody else, and you're a little further away from mom than you used to be. And you kind of want to go over and help as much as you can, but I couldn't make it as much as I wanted to. So I'm just looking around. Who's the generalist who could help me? I, I don't need a plumber. I don't need care. I don't need nursing. I, I just need someone to go by and check the fire extinguishers, check the smoke detectors, you know, help her cut in the edges of the garden. Maintenance around the house to make sure she can live there and, and she doesn't feel forced to move. So uh, that, that gave me the idea uh, to do it. Now, when people use your service, do they pay for the specific service or do you have like a, a plan that covers it for a certain length of time? A home management plan is what we sell for the most part. So seniors who meet us first, they buy, like maybe they'll buy a simple service to, to cut the lawn or to fix something in the house. Mm-hmm. But when they get to know us, they go on long-term plans, which are no contract, no obligation. We just put them on a long-term plan that kind of goes month to month automatically. And uh, they, we just come by automatically and do what they've asked us to do. Sometimes it's so, a honey-do list, as we all know. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's a little more. Interesting. Oh, Dave, now, you could use that. Well, more than often. <laughs> but I was going to say, the folks that work for you are, are older people or they're, they're younger people? Oh, there's a mix of folks uh, with franchises and staff, you know, from 20 to 55 years old uh, um, right now. So we have a, a lot of folks uh, who are just, you know, maybe between 40s and 50s wanting to own their own business or open up a business after working from, for somebody for years. So we mm-hmm. give them a business system and help them help seniors in their community. I don't remember when my mother was ill, we had a lady that would come and stay with her and, and help her do what you're doing. Uh, but we, she was just an independent. But they developed a relationship. And in this, in this instance here, do they get the same service guy every time or is it, is it switched out? 
No, you're exactly right. And, and the relationship is so important. Um, so that's why we decided to franchise. So they get the same owner, the same people going all the time. Um, and we partner with caregiving companies. So we're not caregivers. We partner with caregivers and we look after the place so the caregiver can say, get there in the middle of winter or something. Um, we make sure the place is accessible and safe for the caregiver to do her work. Um, but ultimately, uh, we're there just to look after the house and what's needed. Now, Jeff, a lot of people, especially as they get older, they, they get kind of nervous about letting strangers into their house. How, how do they know that they can trust your people? That's a really big deal. Uh, so because we only work for seniors, uh, we actually wrote our own magazine and content series to, to try to you know, warn and educate people about, uh, about what's going on in market and how easy it is to just pretend you're a real company and potentially take somebody's money or, or worse, uh, cause them harm. Um, so we do a lot of education uh, around the market in community centers and charities and to seniors just about what to watch out for. Uh, we do our best in market to collect reviews immediately after every service. Uh, we've been in the news. Uh, we have vulnerable persons checked, you know, criminal record screening on all employees. Like as much as you can possibly do to make to, to so you can trust me at your mom's house. That's kind of what we're looking at is we're just looking uh, to try to create the brand that's affordable that you can trust to be at your mom's house to, to look after things, or you can trust to be at the, at the senior can trust to come over without worrying about things. Do you actually bring the person to the house and sit with them and, and sort of talk to them with, with the caregiver? Absolutely. We call them the home manager, but that's the idea. Yeah. So the, uh, the, the senior gives us a call. Uh, we then go over in person, meet in person, talk in person, and we assess whatever they need. And then we build a custom plan so that they can follow it and they can change it. And they can pause it or cancel it. There's very, it's very easy going uh, for the seniors themselves, but we always go over in person. We, we have great technology, but we don't rely on technology to communicate with our customer. We, we, we're very person to person. Alan? Yeah, well, no, I was just saying before that, you know, that, that whole trust thing is, is so important. I mean, you want to trust the person that's coming and, and you want to trust too that you're paying the right price, that you're not paying, you know, too much. Um, if, if somebody had to do a comparable, where, where would you guys, you know, fall into that situation? Uh, we tried our hardest to price below market for sure. Uh, and mm -hmm. if they buy like a whole management plan, we're, we're combining services. We have like a calculator where if you combine five services over a year, you can save up to 20%. And we're already seniors priced. So we try to make one phone number. So we're at 833-410-HELP. They can call for anything inside the house anytime. Um, and uh, we do our absolute best to be below market on everything we do um, and use technology and systems to kind of speed things up so we don't have to have a lot of extra waste. That, I just have one other question. So let's okay. say, for example, you know, your, your, your senior helper comes and realizes that they need an absolute professional. Let's say it's an electrical or plumbing issue. Mm -hmm. Do you have your own people that you refer to at that point? Absolutely. Vulnerable persons screened, checked, uh, electricians, plumbers, roofers, people who do things that we don't do. Uh, right. We always promise the customer. We just say, we, we promise you we're going to find someone to help. We may not be able to do it, but we have a network of folks who can and who are the same level of scrutiny that, that we would have. So we just make the recommendation and pass it off to somebody we trust. It makes me feel warm and fuzzy. <laughs> That's the idea. I wanted, I, I wanted it for my mom, right? I want to trust it for my mom. <laughs> All right, Jeff, thank you very much for joining us. If people want to find out more about Custodia, how do they do that? Uh, Custodia.com uh, is the best place. Or call 833-410-HELP. Uh, That's a toll-free line uh, nationwide. All right. Well, thanks for joining us today.
thanks so much for giving me the time and you guys have a wonderful day enjoy the weather it's hot out there it is for sure yeah well we got to wrap you know i want to thank all of our guests unfortunately darren couldn't make it but i think david i did a pretty good job of answering time i thought we did great we did. <laughs> uh, I want to thank Ben Marecki from Car Pages. You know, a super way to get a car. If you're thinking about a car, go to carpages.ca and you can do it all online. Find out the information you need and get yourself a good one. And if you're a car dealership and you're looking for the best bang for your buck, Miranda Payette from Automotive Consulting Group, um, she can help you again uh, spend your money wisely, get customers in the door, and not spend too much. Dave? I'm just happy that we're ability to, for us to do the show, even though COVID-19 doesn't let us get into the, sh- the studio. So I want to make a big thank you to Joel, who's mm-hmm. putting all this together for us. Uh, it's pretty complicated when you're not in the studio and you, you don't have eye-to-eye contact. So if we step on each other in conversation, it's because we don't see each other. So I apologize for that, but it's a pleasure to be here and uh, keep the shiny side up, the greasy side down, and we'll be back here next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.